Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Nerve to Serve, with your host from Caritas, Claire Conway, and Dr. Layton Field. In our podcast, we introduce fellow students, faculty, staff, and members of the Mao community, as well as the Emmitsburg community, what it's like to have the nerve to serve. Today, we are welcoming Amara Jerome, who is currently a senior at the Mount. She majors in criminal justice and sociology and minors in human services. Amara has been a core leader all four years at the Mount, and she has also led and participated in multiple service experiences, including working with Special Olympics Maryland, building houses with Habitat for Humanity, and serving food at Our Daily Bread. So Amara, welcome again. Let's get started. All right. So it seems like you've made quite the impact since uh, becoming a student at the Mount. Um, What got you started in service to begin with? Um, Well, my mom's a social worker and um, throughout high school, she used to work for DC Coalition for the Homeless, which is a transitional housing program. Um, So it basically helps people who are experiencing homelessness get back on their feet and they live and they have like their own apartments. It's like a converted apartment building and they live in the program for two years and they do job related skills to help them get back on their feet and like practice interviews and different things like that. And so during high school, we had to have 100 um, community service hours to graduate. And I did a lot of my service hours where my mom worked. And then eventually I got into it. Like they used to do like a back to school drive. And then the more I did it, the more like fun I had doing it. So once I passed my 100 hours, I would still continue with going and helping out and just helping with different projects around there. That's really nice. Yeah, my high school did something similar to that too. I don't know if it was 100 hours. That's really impressive. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely had to log in some service hours there. Is that what got you started at CORE? How did you get into that with the Office of Social Justice? Um, Well, I did the Mountward Bound program. So a lot of different offices on campus have their own Mountward Bound, and I went on Mountward Bound to serve. And so um, for everyone else who doesn't, who might not know what that is, um, we move in a week before the semester starts. It's a pre-orientation program for freshmen. So we move in before the semester starts, and I picked the one with the Office of Social Justice called Serve. So we spent that week doing different service projects and I got to meet the core leaders. And then I, through discussions with a lot of them, I started realizing that maybe this was something that I wanted to do. So when the application came out my freshman year, I applied and I got it. Hey, Mara, this is uh, Leighton Field here. Uh, thank you again for joining us for this conversation. Uh, could you maybe tell us about one particular experience that you've had in service that shaped you tremendously. Uh, you've, you've given us some good examples of how you've gotten into service, um, but maybe one that has really impacted you and those around you. Um, I would say, um, sort of like what Claire read in my introduction, my two favorite um, experiences would definitely be um, Fall Sports Fest with Special Olympics Maryland and then serving at Our Daily Bread. So for Fall Sports Fest, it's sort of like their big like championship so they've been like the athletes have been training all year to come and compete their events and it's just a really I don't know it's just like a really exhilarating environment to be around all of the students that volunteer on campus are our D1 athletes so then we have like this room full of athletes and then they're all cheering for each other and it's just really like an overwhelming experience because you get to see how happy everyone is and like I personally don't know that much about a lot of the sports like they play like flag football or like powerlifting um, but it's just like a really fun atmosphere to see everyone so happy and it might not be like a 
what people would assume to be like a traditional form of service. Like I think a lot of times when people think of service, they think of like, I don't know, like going to a soup kitchen or going to something more common like that. But it just shows that like service can really be anything as long as you're like, taking the time out of your day to help somebody else. So I really like that we're able to bring the Mount community together with that. Yeah, that's really amazing when we think about uh, service in different forms, right? I think you're right that a lot of us, myself included, when I think of service, tend to think about that direct service of, of, of feeding the hungry or engaging with those who are, are challenged by some immediate need. Uh, do you think there are interesting ways in which the current pandemic has created opportunities for service that we haven't really thought about before? Yeah, so one of the things our office used to do, we would go to assisted living centers and play bingo with the elderly. But now, obviously, since that is a high-risk population, we can't do that. Um, but if you look on Facebook, a lot of um, senior living homes are looking for pen pals because, like I said, like they can't have visitors and these people are lonely. So you can easily like write a letter or I know some of them are setting up like Zooms or stuff like that. So just something to like keep people like engaged and interested since, you know, like this is a hard time, especially like you can't get visitors. A lot of them might not have seen their family since like March or whenever this all started. Oh, that, oh, I love that. I never even thought about that pen pals. You know, it's something as simple as that to make someone's day. You know, that is a form of service. So our mission at Mount St. Mary's as a Catholic university is to graduate ethical leaders who are inspired by a passion for learning and leading lives of significance in service to God and others. What does that mean to you? You know, what does it mean to live significantly through service to God and others? I think it means, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but just like doing the right thing and honestly trying to do your best because I think a lot of the times what stops people from doing service or might, they might think, oh, like I don't have enough time or me doing this one little thing isn't gonna make a huge impact. But that's something I had to learn. Like it doesn't have to be a huge impact. Like obviously you're not gonna solve like world hunger or anything like overnight, but you can make a difference even if it's just in one person's life, that act of service can have an impact on them. So you don't have to look for like the biggest thing. It's the little things that do matter. And I think that really helps with leading a life of significance, just trying to do your best and put yourself out there and be I guess, like a model citizen. Yeah. How do you convince students of that, that even something that doesn't seem to have much of an impact does actually change lives? Um, it's a little hard at first, just because a lot of the times, like our trips are usually on weekends and students are like, oh, well, like, I don't want to sacrifice my weekend or, oh, I do my weekend or I save my homework for weekends or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's easier to find like, a cause that they might be interested in. So like, I know like reaching out to athletes, a lot of athletes will volunteer for Special Olympics because it's something they're interested in or if some people really like food or if they're interested in certain things, that like certain trips might be better geared towards certain types of students. And I also think just like I look to people and realizing them or like showing them that it doesn't, like I said, like it doesn't really have to be something major. You can like use like a little anecdotal experiment or sorry, experience like a lot of times, like if we have quotes from people who went on trips before, or even sometimes we get quotes from uh, the people that we are serving. And then they see that like, wow, like this really is something that is appreciated, then it's, they're more likely to come on trips. Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, particularly thinking about how to use the 
uh, perspective of those you're serving to, to help recruit other students to serve. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, thinking in terms of, of service, again, our mission is to encourage students to leave lives of significance and service to God and others. Uh, how do you think the Mount has helped facilitate your passion for service? Um, well, like I said, I have been a core leader um, throughout my four years here. So I don't know if I explained this to the people listening, but um, I'm a core leader. So what that is, is within the Office of Social Justice, we are the ones who plan and organize service trips and experiences for other students to go on. So there's that service aspect, but there's also part of leadership with that as well. And I think that really developed my passion for service even further because like I mentioned before, it was sort of just like something to do to um, like meet my service hours. But then once you continually start doing it, you realize like how fun it is and you're able to see like the impact you're making on other people's lives. And I think that can be like a really fulfilling experience. Like two hours of my day serving food like for example like our daily bread within like the two hour lunch shift they serve almost 700 people like upwards of like sometimes even thousand people lunch a day so i think just like just seeing firsthand how literally two hours or just this small portion of my weekend can help people i think that really developed my passion because like you're able to see it firsthand yeah, that's fantastic. Of course, you know, I'm an academic, so I can't help but ask, uh, can you think of ways in which your experience in the classroom has helped instill or develop that passion for service? Um, well, as a sociology major, I think we talk about a lot of these things <laughs> in class. So um, just like some examples I've learned in my class, I'm able to talk about to try to persuade other people to come on my trip. So like we take social inequality, and I think that's like a big class that really helps people understand. And even one of our trainings um, to be in the core program, um, we go through a week long um, fall break training. And during that week, we have to live on the SNAP budget, which is like food stamps. So I think it's like $2 per meal per person a day or something like that. So just being able to talk about those specific experiences, because a lot of the times I think people don't really like understand a lot of things like especially with like the homeless population I think there's a lot of preconceived ideas or people just have like certain stereotypes but like they don't really understand a lot of the things that go into why someone might be experiencing homelessness mm -hmm. so I think being able to take those things in the classroom has helped me be able to one like understand things further for myself but also use that to bridge the gap between my classmates. Yeah, well said, and what a great uh, representation of the major. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. I know it is true. I mean, when you when you said about the time thing, because there's always something, there's always a paper you got to do, and it's always last minute. But once you fit that into your day, it's so fulfilling because it's. I mean, you're learning from people, and they're learning from you. It's such a great experience. So that's really cool that you've done all that. Yeah, and that time commitment is key and it's one of those things that you know we we talk about all the time learning good time management skills learn, learning to balance all of those different obligations that you face in college from academic expectations to extracurricular activities to intern internships and all the other things athletics um, unfortunately it doesn't get any easier after graduation you just have to juggle different kinds of obligations for your time uh, what are some ways that you've been creative in balancing your passion for service with the other elements in your life as a college student? 
Um, well, I like update my Outlook calendar like religiously. So as soon as I get something or I know if like I have something to do this certain day, then I put it in my calendar immediately. So that way I know when to plan things around. And then um, like for example, if I know I have an assignment coming up, say like it's on Monday and I know it's due Friday, I try to start it like as early as possible. So that way I can finish it sooner and then I have time for myself later on because I know like a lot of people, I mean, I do procrastinate sometimes. So, but like, I know a lot of times like we get into the habit of like, oh, well, like I can just do it later and then you keep pushing it off and then later comes and you have like 12 assignments. You're like, oh gosh, like I should have done it right when I got it. So I try to do it like right then and there. So that way I have more time. And even just for like, even if I'm not dressed, I like to have time like for myself. And I think that's been really hard for a lot of people this semester, just like feeling discouraged with everything. So I like yeah. to have at least like a couple hours at the end of the day, just to like watch TV or listen to music or just do something for myself. Yeah, you're, you are stumbling onto something that's so important uh, for all of us. When we think of our health and well-being, recognizing that there's a requirement for us to take time for ourselves, uh, you know, and for us to really fully engage in service means we've got to have full batteries, so to speak, so that we can go out and do the work that we're called to do. Um, have there been unique opportunities? Because you're right, the pandemic has changed everything uh, in terms of the way we operate here on campus, the kinds of service opportunities that are available to us, as well as you know how we find time for ourselves. In, in some ways, many of us are stuck by ourselves more often than we'd like to be. Uh, are there things that we can be doing now to, to continue that self-care? Um, whether it be you know mental or emotional or physical have you found other ways to, to engage in that caring for yourself um, for me I don't like doing homework at night like past like I don't want to do homework past like eight o'clock and I think like even eight o'clock is pushing it so I usually try to be done like five six maybe seven for the latest so that way like my nights are just like me time mm -hmm. and I think that's important like sometimes I feel like people think we have to get everything done right away. And like, I know I mentioned, I try to do things on time, but like sometimes like you don't have to pull an all nighter like every night, like sometimes you can just do something tomorrow and then just relax like during the day. Wise words, I hope all those students are listening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know I'm someone that if I have a million things going on, I find that I work better that way than if I have too much time. So. That's sometimes where the pandemic gets weird because there is so much time and I'm, I have so much time for all these things, but I'm not doing any of them. I'm like, wait, what? What have I done? But then once you kind of incorporate service into that and then you, I don't know, you give a little more meaning not only to your life, but everyone else's. And it's just, I think it's important to do things like that while you're a student, you know, try it out now and do all the things you can to help others and help yourself. It's great. So lastly, you know, any gesture of service, small or large, can have the biggest impact on those around you. Do you have any advice to other students or listeners out there on how they can lead significantly, even through the smallest acts of service? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I kind of mentioned this earlier, but realizing that like you yourself, like you can't solve every problem in the world. Mm -hmm. And I know like sometimes like for me, like I'm the type of person, like if I want it, like if I do something, like I want it to be like done like perfectly. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to step away from that ideal just a little bit and realize like you can't solve these, like these are huge problems. Like you can't solve them overnight or else like it would have been solved already. But recognizing that like 
just, I mean, like you don't have to make an impact on the world as a whole. You can make an impact in like an average Joe's life. Like even if you have some, if you see somebody on the street, like you never know, like that, that like $5 that you have in your wallet, like that can make an impact on their life. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I feel as though like a lot of times we get really comfortable living with like, our standard of life. So we don't really understand what other people are going through. So I think just taking the time to actually do something to have a positive impact on other people's life can really be like life, life changing for them. Like when we go to our daily bread, it's a restaurant style soup kitchen. And you can see like just the, I don't know, just like shedding off the layers of like sadness when people walk through the door, because like nobody, like if you see somebody who's homeless on the street, oftentimes people just like walk by them. Like they pretend they don't exist, but when they come inside, like they're served food, like they're at a restaurant, we serve them tea. And it's just like this small act of kindness that goes a long way and really shows them that like, I'm still a person, like I still have dignity, like no matter what goes on out there, like I'm still special and I'm still important. And those little things can mean all the difference to somebody else. That's really well put. Yeah, well said. And and, everything you've shared with us today is is amazing. Uh, If you were a first year student, what would be the first thing they can do to get started? Um, I would say to follow us on Instagram and look at our emails. So we send emails from core at msmary.edu. And then our Instagram is msmu underscore service. And we're a lot more active on our Instagram, but we post things every day. And even if it's not um, service specifically happening on campus, we do share other materials, like things that are going on in the world, current events, and just a way to like keep involved. Excellent. So everyone should follow CORE so we can keep in touch with all the wonderful activities that you all are engaged in. Yes, definitely follow us, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Amara. Your conversation has been enlightening and certainly your example of service and your intent to live a life of significance and service to God and others speaks volumes about you as a person. And so thank you for your continued service and for your witness to that example of a life of service. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on Nerve to Serve. Keep in contact with us at msmary.edu slash caritas.